What's going on investors and welcome to episode 260 of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. In today's episode, I'll be sharing all the tips that I've learned about getting a great hard money loan from my experience of being a hard money loan officer for the past two years. Now I've done over $60 million in loans over the past year and I've spoken to hundreds of people who have reached out to me from YouTube, Instagram, and the local events that I participate in. And by working on all of these loans and having multiple conversations over the phone, I've learned some amazing tips on how you can get the best hard money loans. So we're going to go over how to get approved for a hard money loan, how to look very attractive to a lender, and most importantly, how to get the best rates. So if you're an investor and you're thinking about getting a hard money loan, you definitely need to listen to this episode. Now, one of the most common questions that people ask me is, how do you get approved for a hard money loan in the first place? So it's actually very easy to get approved for a hard money loan. At the end of the day, the lender just wants to make sure that you can successfully complete your projects. So they're not going to be necessarily looking at your personal income, right? We're not going to look at your W-2s. We're not going to look at your tax returns. We don't care how many properties you already own. What we care about most is how much money you have right now. And do you have the capability to actually complete the project without losing the property and having to force us to foreclose on you? Because no one wants to really do that. So the first thing we look at is your citizenship status. So we understand that not everyone's a US citizen. We do lend to people who are on green card. We do lend to people who are on visa, but you basically have to be a legal resident in order to be able to get a loan from us. And the expiration date for your green card or visa should also be beyond your term length. So if your loan's for one year, but your visa is only good for the next six months, then you're not going to get a one-year loan. They're going to shorten your loan to maybe six months. And if you happen to renew your visa for another year or two years, then we could talk about extending your loan in the future. Another thing that harmony lenders typically look at is your credit score. Now, this varies depending on what hard money lender you're working with. There are some hard money lenders that will just give you money as long as you have a heartbeat, but they're typically going to charge you a lot in the rate and the points. For larger institutional hard money lenders like the ones that I work at, we do want to see if you have decent credit. It doesn't have to be a perfect 800, but we also don't want to give you a loan if your score is in the 600s. Obviously, the higher the credit score, the better terms you'll get. And by going to different conferences and speaking to other lenders, it seems like the credit score is the best metric to see how the borrower will perform. People who have a good credit score generally don't want to ruin their credit score. So they do whatever it takes to make sure that they pay their loans on time so they don't hurt their score. Whereas people who have you know low 600s or high 500s, they've already hit their credit score before. So to them, it may not be as important. And so therefore, we tend to want to do loans for people who are in the 700s. Ideally, someone with a credit score of 740 and above. The higher the credit score, the more lenient we can be. We can massage our terms a little bit better. We can work with you. But if you have a really low credit score, there's really not much we can do. And whatever rate we tell you is pretty much what you're going to get. Another thing to qualify for a loan is to have enough funds to actually do the deal. You're going to need funds for your down payment, closing costs, rehab costs, and six months of reserves. If you don't even have enough money for the down payment, there's no way we're going to give you a loan. For example, if your loan's for 80% of the purchase price and you only have 10%, how are you going to close? So we're not even going to talk to you. If you have enough for just a down payment, but not enough for closing costs, again, we can't do a loan because at the end of the day, you can't close on it. You don't have enough funds to pay for the origination fee, for title, escrow, transfer taxes, and all that. So you need to have more than just your down payment funds. On top of that, we do want to make sure you have enough for rehab. So we don't want to give you the loan and then see you have no money to actually fix up the property. I've actually known some investors that have gotten hard money loans from people who don't actually care about that. They put in all their money for the down payment closing costs and they have no more money to actually do the project. So then they sit on this vacant property for years and they just lose money year after year after year. We want to make sure you're successful. So have a plan on what you plan on doing. Do you have the funds to actually complete your project? Let us know in advance. And then finally, we do want to see if you have enough in reserves. So reserves are typically going to six months of interest payments. So like the previous examples, if we give you the loan, but you have no more money to pay for the loan for the next six months, then we don't want to give you that loan either. Because if we give you a loan and you're going to default on day one, 
that's just a bad loan for us. So overall, we do want you to have enough liquid capital to successfully complete your deal. It's not that hard. Just tell us what you have in your bank account, how you plan on getting the money, and we should be good to go. Now, the next thing I want to talk about here is how to look attractive to the lender. So this is a more of a subjective one, but at the end of the day, just because a company can do a loan doesn't mean they will do a loan for you. As an example, in our company, there are times when we can definitely do construction loans for new development projects. However, we do know that on the back end, it takes a lot more effort to do these type of loans versus your typical fix and flip type loans. However, the payout is the same. So we have to do way more work for the same amount of pay. It's just not worth it for us. Time and our energy is a limited resource. So again, even though we can do it for you, if it's super complicated, we typically won't do it for you. So a great way to look attractive to a lender is give us an easy deal, right? Okay, this is a typical fix and flip project, you're buying it at a discount, you have a great ARV in the end after you're done rehabbing it, seems like a no-brainer loan. Okay, I'll do those all day every day. But if you're trying to ask me for a new construction project in the middle of some city that I've never heard of before, in the middle of America, with a low population density, it's going to be very hard. And so honestly, we're going to have to pass on those kind of deals. Another way that your deals are going to be more attractive to a lender is if your property is in a decent location. So if it's in a major metro or a city that's well known like New York, LA, or the Bay Area, no problem, you can do those loans all day every day. But if you're asking for a loan somewhere far out in the boonies, in the mountains, in a rural area, it's going to be very difficult because we don't really want to lend on them. The purchase prices are going to be probably a lot less. And because of the rural locations, everything just gets harder. So in general, if you're trying to buy in a rural location, it probably won't work for most lenders. Make it attractive to them, buy a regular home in the suburbs, and then fix and flip that property. It could even be good for you in the long run because you're gonna be buying properties in decent locations that will be picked up quickly after you're done flipping it. Whereas if you buy a property way out in the mountains, there's a chance that you might be stuck with that property after you're done renovating it because you don't have a buyer who will buy in this area. Another thing that makes your loan look more attractive to a lender is if you have a high loan amount. Again, back to my previous point, loan officers are paid on commission and they only have a finite amount of energy to handle each loan. If you're bringing in loans with a very small loan amount, then the lenders don't get paid for that work, but it's the same amount of work to do a small loan and a large loan. So as a lender, we'd much rather work on larger loans than smaller loans. So going back to again, my previous example, for a complicated commercial deal, if this is for a five or $10 million loan, sure, I'll put in the effort because the chance of winning that and the payout at the very end is gonna be very great compared to putting in all this energy to figure out a complicated deal for just a $200,000 loan. And because commissions are paid on a percentage basis, when you have a higher loan amount, the lender is gonna get more money from that transaction. But because they're getting a lot more money relative to the work, then they might even be willing to lower the prices or change some of the terms to make it more favorable for you. Whereas if it's a small loan, there's really no wiggle room for us to wanna to lower the pricing for that loan. Another way to make your loan more attractive to us is by asking for lower leverage. So leverage is the percentage of the loan amount relative to the purchase price. So as an example, for most fixed flip projects, people are asking for 90% LTV. And that means we're lending 90% of the purchase price. So again, as an example, if the purchase price is for $1 million, 90% LTV means that we're coming up with $900,000 as a loan amount. But high leverage loans are risky for the lender because if you, the borrower, decide not to pay anymore, then we might be out $900,000. Whereas the other scenario, where you come to us and say, I want to buy this $1 million property. I'm going to put $400,000 of my own money into it. I only need $600,000 from you. 
For us, now the LTV is at 60% and this is a much safer loan. If you happen to walk away, then we still get this $1 million property and we only put in $600,000. So the chance of us losing money on this deal is very low. And since the leverage is so low, these become no-brainer loans and we just do them all day every day. But you know, for some people, they want not just 90% of purchase price, but they also want us to fund 100% of their rehab budget. So that makes this loan extremely risky for us, especially if they're a new borrower because we don't know how they perform. So high leverage loans are not attractive to most lenders, but low leverage loans are very attractive to most lenders. And finally, a way to become super, super attractive to a lender is if you have lots of liquid capital. Now notice I said liquid capital and not just net worth. If you have all of your assets tied up in different real estate projects and you're leveraged up to the hilt, you're not that attractive because if you miss one payment, then everything can go south in one movement. Whereas if you just had a million dollars sitting in an account or sitting in stocks that you can easily pull out and you're asking for just a $400,000 loan, it becomes very easy for us to be flexible with you too because we know that no matter what you still have a million dollars of your own money that you can just take out and pay off our loan with so if you're a relatively new flipper and you don't have a lot of experience but you want more leverage if you have a good credit score and you have a lot of liquid capital then it becomes easier for us to be comfortable with the idea of giving you more leverage and giving you good pricing another thing to know is that most hard money loans are full recourse. And what recourse means is if you default, meaning you don't pay the mortgage, we have to foreclose on you. If you default on a hard money loan, that's full recourse. Then even after we foreclose on the property, if the value of the property doesn't satisfy the debt that we put on it, then we can go after other assets that you own to cover the debt that we're owed. So again, as an example, if you bought a million dollar property at 90% LTV, then our loans for $900,000. And let's say you foreclosed and we have to get the property back from you. And the value of the property ends up only being worth $800,000, then we're still in the hole for $100,000 because we lent out $900,000 and the value of this property is down only $800,000. Because it's full recourse, we can still go after you for another $100,000. So that's why if you have a lot of liquid funds, we are more comfortable giving you higher leverage and lower rates because you know that you have the funds in the back end that we can claw back if we need to. And finally, we're gonna talk about how to get a lower rate with a hard money loan. So first thing is having more experience. If you're a brand new investor, you're gonna be paying the base rates and you're gonna have the base terms. But as you do more and more deals, you have more experience under your belt. As you refer us more deals from your other friends and colleagues, then we'll be able to lower your rates. We'll be able to give you better terms, lower your origination fees, lower your processing fees, and it becomes just a lot more favorable for you. So the more projects you've done in the past and the more you work with one particular lender, the better the rates will be because we're more comfortable with you and we just trust you. So we'll give you more money for a cheaper price. Other terms that can go away with more experience is something like Dutch interest. So if you guys have never done a construction loan before, typically the way that construction loans work is we will reserve, let's say $100,000 for your rehab budget, but we won't give it to you. We'll only give it to you as a reimbursement. So you have to actually do the work first, let us know, we'll inspect it, and then we'll give you back those funds. However, that $100,000 that we reserve for you, we will start charging interest on that money from day one, even though we don't give it to you until after you do your inspections. But as a more experienced investor, we can negotiate away things like Dutch interest. So you only pay interest on the money that we actually give to you. So that's actually been very attractive to many investors. Now, another way you can lower your rate is simply by negotiating. If you are talking to me, and if you're talking to other lenders out there and you're comparing rates and comparing terms, you can actually negotiate with all these lenders and tell them, hey, look, I'm working with XYZ company. I'm working with ABZ firm. They're offering me this. These guys are offering me that. Can you match them or can you beat them? 
And if we like you, again, if you were attractive and we want to work with you on future deals, then there's a good chance that we can negotiate and we can change our terms to help you get what you need to make the numbers make sense for you. So I do recommend that everyone talk to as many lenders as possible. It is personally annoying when I lose a loan to someone else, but I understand that's the way the business works. But just by negotiating and talking to other lenders, you'll be able to get better terms and better rates than if you just went the standard route. And finally, the last way to just easily lower your rate is just by asking. Sometimes if you just ask for just a little bit off, then the loan officers who might be willing to just shave off a quarter of a percent here and there, or maybe they'll drop their processing fee by a couple hundred dollars. Because at the end of the day, we get paid for the deals that we close, not just for all the calls we take, right? So if we talk all day long and all it needs is just a little bit more to close the deal, then there's a good chance that we might just take it. So these are my tips on what I learned about hard money loans from the past two years of working as a hard money loan officer. Let me know what was your favorite tip down in the comment section below. And if you guys are looking for a hard money loan for your next fix and flip project, feel free to schedule a call with me, the link down in the description below. And if you guys have enjoyed this video, be sure to subscribe to see more great real estate investing content. Thank you so much for watching you guys and I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the show notes and other episodes on our site, everythingrei.com slash podcast. If you live in the Bay Area, join our meetup group where we meet up twice a month in San Jose at meetup.com slash everythingrei. And if you thought this was a great episode, let me know what your key takeaway was and share it with a friend who's interested in real estate investing. Thanks and have a great day. This was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating. It will only take a second and it'll help a lot. You can contact me at sean at everythingrei.com. That's S-E-A-N at everythingrei.com. Thanks and have a great day.